0: Hello, welcome to our first podcast edition. You are listening to Movie Friday, so let's get started. My name is Caroline Roche, and today we are talking about Cruella, this new magnificent movie and for this we have a special guest.
1: Let's say hi to Natalie Rocha. Hello everyone, thanks for the invitation. So yeah, we have an awesome American Disney movie that was made for any age viewer, despite having so many credible versions of Cruella's story. In this film, they managed to do something new and epic with the story.
0: Did you ever wonder how Cruella Deville, the vampy fiend from Disney's 100 Dalmatians, became evil enough to want to kill puppies and skin them for fur coats? You didn't? Oh well. There's a movie about it, Cruella. It stars two Oscar-winning actresses, runs 2 hours and 14 minutes, and reportedly costs $200 million. A good chunk of it, it's been an expensive soundtrack of a familiar 60s and 70s pop song. It never answers the burning question posed by its own existence. Though, what new information could possibly make us sympathize with the original movie's nuclear family-loading wannabe dog-killing monster? The further away from Cruella that you get, the more its connection to 100 Dalmatians, seems a cynical attempt to leash an existing Disney intellectual property
1: to a story that has no organic connection with it. Cruella commands a couple of popular modes. One is the origin story of long-lived brand-named character that didn't need an origin story. The other mode is a give the devil his due story represented on TV by dramas. Far from wanting
0: to kill and skin dogs, a pre girl named Stella Emma Stone owns one and dotes on it. As the story unfolds, We never see her being cruel to an animal or even saying unkind words about them. She blames Dalmatian for the accidental death of her mother, a poor laundry woman played by Emily Beckham. Stella claims that she saw the dogs push her mother off the cliff. Our heroine is a sassy plucky orphan who overcomes a life of deprivation and disagreeable on London's swinging streets. Joining up with a couple of trustworthy buddies, Jaspel, Joel Fry, and Horace, Paul Walter, and running grips and scams. A brilliant Japs woman with an eye for style, Stella gets a job at a big department store and a fit of pig. She reconfigures a shop window display because it showcases a gown. She thinks it's ugly and acceptable and it's summarily hired by the store's biggest vendor. Fashion designer, Baroness Von Hellman, Emma Thompson. The Baroness is a selfish, self-abusing control freak who nevertheless becomes the closest thing to a mentor and mother that Stella has had since her own mom's death.
1: Through a combination of incidents too tangled to recount here, the story morphs into an all-about-Eve Riff about intergenerational rivalry between women in a creative workplace.
0: Stella becomes increasingly resentful of the Baroness abusing her and stealing her glory. In time, she gradually learns what a vile and dishonest person the Baroness is, and vows to humiliate and destroy her and usurp her spot as the top fashionist in London. All in all, not a bad setup for a knock comedy drama set in what feels like an alternate universe. One that's clever and colorful than the one we're stuck with. Jasper and Fry never quite feel like more than obligatory sidekicks. And Cruella is giving a childhood best friend, Maya, a photojournalist and gossip columnist who is reduced to the status of a plot device in the film's second half. But Stella needs to become Cruella de Vil, just as Arthur Fleck had to become the Joker and Anakin Skywalker had to become Darth Vader. Otherwise, the production can end up in theaters and Disney+. And Cruella has to introduce into the narrative none more amazing than the moment where the heroine decides that Cruella needs an equally colorful last name and takes it from a certain model of a car. Did we need it, that? Of course,
1: we did. It's impressive, really, because like many, a, how did this person become the character we already know? Films, Corella is filled with situations set with pieces and moments of characterization and performance that tells it has everything required to stand on his own two high-heeled feet. Minus guardrails of intellectual property owned by the largest entertainment conglomerate the world has ever seen.
0: Stella's rightful desire to punish a bad person, for example, is intertwined with her drive to success in business. A touch of psychological complexity that the script isn't interested in unpacking because it already has it, hands full, making Stella a lively character in her own right and simultaneously setting her up to become Cruella de Ville. People in real life often do good things for bad reasons and vice versa or use their trauma as an excuse to lower themselves to a level of the person they've decided is the author of all their pain. So we conclude that once again, a reimagining of a classic that makes you love one of Disney's most hated villains. A couple things to note. While in my opinion, there isn't anything too terrible for children younger than 13, some points in the movie will be hard for younger children to keep tabs on. Simply, it's a wonderful movie. I would watch it again and certainly leaves you wanting
1: more. For sure. It was a great movie. If I were Stella, I'd do the same as her. Become Crella, you know? I work a lot, so I wish I had enough time to see this great film again.
0: Thank you very much for your company. It was a pleasure and we hope to have you here again at Movie Friday. Thanks to all our listeners. We wait for you in the next edition of Movie Friday.
1: Oh, thank you.